We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, guys. It's Vlad Harris here, another Panther Rants podcast. Happy Monday to you. I'm still trying to wake up myself, and I'm not optimistic that's going to happen here anytime soon, but I probably have an hour-long commute here, because for some reason, Mondays are always a disaster in the morning. I don't know what it is. People just up and going, running late, anyways guys, if you're a Pitt fan, like like most of us are on this, on this podcast, Saturday was a good day, I'm sure you're having a great weekend, and great week ahead, Pitt took care of business on Saturday, they didn't waste no time. As they jumped out the 21 off the lead in the first half. Second half was kind of a little different story. I mean, I'm happy we won. But still some concerns there, especially in the second half. I mean I remember the I remember the Dave Wanstead era when this would happen where Pitt would have a really good first half and the second half. It just didn't seem like adjustments were made. And pretty much we were hoping that our players could somehow, you know, make a play. But the second half, it just, um, Georgia Tech dictated the uh, the game. But uh, Pitt's, Pitt escaped with a victory. So... Still, at the end of the day, though, it's a, it's a win over Georgia Tech. They always give us problems because that's just how they are with, with their option game. But the defense did a hell of a job with the option game, especially in that first half. I mean, Pitt was able to snuff out a lot of these plays. Then he had that fake punt, which I really don't know what he was thinking. The other thing I can I can think about is they were down 7 nothing. I figured it was just time to roll the dice, but... That's the thing. It was early in the game. You're down seven nothing. You really don't need to roll a dice like that. But he did, and if you watch the replay of that fake punt run, the guy really had nowhere to go. And I don't even think this is a guy you would you'd want running the ball in that situation. I don't think he was fast enough. I mean, it's not like he had two a yard to run for. He had more than that. So, very puzzling. And yeah, there were some bad bad calls all around. 
and if you watch the uh, if the course you had to do if you you know if you had to stream it like me, you had to sit through the ACC announcers pretty much rooting for Georgia Tech and you know pretty much pretty much tongue kissing each other after a touchdown. I mean the uh, good lord the uh, freaking when they when they had to review that uh, touchdown to see if it was in the end zone. Those two guys, good lord, I thought they were gonna have a you know passion embrace. I mean, I posted a uh, gif of two guys kissing, and I said, "Yeah." Meanwhile, in the ACC announcers box, I mean, it just, uh, it was. I mean, I just, I mean, I just seriously, I thought those guys were gonna really go, were gonna start necking each other after that touchdown. Now, some things to think about. The pit passing game still a little puzzling at times, and Shaw Watson has made some puzzling calls still, especially on the starting fives where he calls the freaking um, you know gets out of the shotgun. He has he call, does a, does a draw, and you know the first early he did it early in the game with um, with Darren Hall, and it really made no sense at all because that's not the type of, type of running back you really do that with. I mean, Hall is fast, but he's not that fast for a back to do that with. I mean, you, you, there's only certain backs you can run that play with. Darren Hall isn't one of them, and sure as hell, Quadrillson isn't. Those guys are downhill runners. And Olsen had a hell of a game today, hell of a game on Saturday. I don't know. I don't know what it is with him, but he just gets stronger. Same with the same with Hall too. Both those guys just look stronger now. I mean, they just—they're hard to tackle. I mean, I love it. The run blocking is great too. I mean, the passing game's still a little puzzling as well. And the thing about it is, they got guys who can make plays. I mean, I mean, Lopez is obviously one of them. But uh, Taysir Mack, they, they they got they finally got him. Uh, they finally got the ball in his hands on a fl- I guess on a on a flea flicker, and you know, on some of the replays I watched, there were some there were some times where he was open, and if they could just get him the ball, I think he's gonna. Good lord, he's gonna make shit happen. I mean, it kind of reminds me of like. Uh, Latif Grimm and uh, Antonio Bryant. That's what kind of Lopez and Mac remind me of. Because Lopez is the seasoned veteran like like Grimm was. But then you had this younger guy who was more explosive. And that's Taysier Mac to me, which was what, what Antonio Bryant was. I mean, we all saw how explosive Bryant was when he came into the league and he had some real good games. I mean, he had a, you know, obviously that lost to Penn State by three. He had a touchdown. And he gave those guys fits. You know, I think we had, you know, in that game itself, pitched should have won it, but he just didn't have that good of a quarterback. I mean, Terman, Terman, Terman wasn't bad. I mean, he just was inconsistent, and what you see is what you got with him. When he was on, he was on. When he was off, good lord. That's the same with Priestley too. Both of those guys. I mean, when when they were on, they were great. But 
when they were inconsistent as hell, holy shit. We got better play from the special teams this time around, thank God. You know, no, 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 you know we pretty much this was a drama-free game. I mean, of course, there was the pick on the flea flicker, which was, un, you know, which was kind of unnecessary to, to run that cup of, type of play. And at the same time, Pickett shouldn't even throw that ball. I mean, he, I mean, not, not only did he throw it, but he underthrew under the receiver as well. It was a bad throw. My thing is this: is I, I'm sure Pickett in due time was going to be really good, but there's some things where he just really needs to just tuck it and forget about it. He's not there yet. But uh, next week, Pitt's got North Carolina. They go, they go to Chapel Hill. Chapel, I mean, North Carolina didn't play this weekend because of the, uh, the, the hurricane. And it makes you wonder how prepared they are going to be for this game. But they're off to a bad start. Pitt should be able to beat them. I mean, Pitt should... Pretty much go in there and take care of business. Get the three and one. And that's what they really need to do is just go in there. Just like Georgia Tech, don't waste any time. Just go in there, get that lead. And hopefully this time just start just start pounding at the head. But we'll talk about that game later this week. It was a interesting weekend for college football. You know, I was wrong as he- I was wrong as hell in a lot of these games that got played. But you know, that's why I don't get paid for any of this. You know, I don't make any money off of it. I was right about Ohio State. You know, I figured if, I figured they would eventually win that game. It's you know, Urban Meyer's been suspended for th- you know three games, and really it's just been, been business as usual for, for Ohio State, and that's really how the season's going to go for them. They haven't really messed missed a step. And they got some some dangerous players. So obviously, I thought that they would be. I I figured this would be the year for Wisconsin, but Wisconsin couldn't get past BYU. But Paul Christ always has that what the fuck you know game on his schedule where he where he uh, brain farts. And yeah, that was one of them. I was wrong with I was wrong about LSU. I figured Auburn would handle them, but LSU hung tough and. Uh, they have won, you know, they won on a last minute, a last second field goal, and I saw a video of, I guess, the, of the dad, I guess, at the bar watching the game, watch his son kick the game in the field goal, and what's, what's, what's crazy about LSU, programs like LSU and a lot of those SEC programs, is that, is that a lot of times it doesn't matter if, you know, if they want, if, you know, about the national championship. A lot of times, if you if you make a make a big play in a certain game like this, you're pretty much a legend there for life, and that's all they're going to talk about is that is that game. It, it doesn't have to be a, uh, an SEC championship game, a bowl game, or any of that. It could just be a, a just a your random game against a big opponent, and that's all they're going to talk about. They're going to say, "Hey, remember that field goal you didn't you, you booted against uh, you know against Auburn." That's that's just how they are in, in you know in that land. It's crazy, but yeah, pretty much he's a legend for life, and I you know 
I'm pretty sure he's pretty much going to be set for life now because, you know, he won a big, you know, he booted a big game field goal. And, of course, Arizona State lost, and I was shocked by that, too, but San Diego State is really no slouch, and I guess, you know, Herm, Herm got his, uh, if he was a little cocky, he got a little bit of a humbling over the weekend. Notre Dame barely got past Vanderbilt, which was a shocker, too. But, uh, Notre Dame isn't that good. And, of course, I'm trying to get onto the uh, interstate, and, of course, the feeder road is like a freaking parking lot. Also, I was wrong about Texas. I figured USC would handle them, and Texas won, and they won convincingly. And I was surprised by that. But I mean, this was a game Tom Herman had to have, and there's—I mean, right now there's a boatload of doubt in Texas right now. And speaking of that. There was a uh, comment by Kirk Herbstreit on College Game Day about Texas, about how they become Pitt, and of course, Pitt Twitter obviously got into a meltdown over it because it was a it was a it was a really nasty jab at. Um, they felt it was a nasty jab at, uh, at Pitt, and I think um, a lot of people. I mean, obviously, it wasn't a compliment either. I didn't take it as a jab at all. But sure as hell wasn't a compliment. Basically, what Herb Street was saying in this is for for most part, with all the money and resources that Texas has, I mean they uh, they're pretty much the program in Texas. Well they're supposed to be the program. But right now, with uh AM being in the SEC and getting Jimbo Fisher and see what he's doing. AM is on the verge of overtaking Texas right now. And Texas pretty much has been in, a, in limbo since Mac Brown. I guess it's the last time they were in a national t- title game. That was back in 2010, I believe, when they had Cole McCoy. Ever since then, it's been downhill for Texas, and they've had so much fertility. Since then, they you know they become irrelevant, and that job itself isn't as attractive as it used to be. But UT has all the money, the alums, they have the the Longhorn network. They have a lot of resources. So what Herbstreit was trying to say is, with all those resources, they should be. There's no excuse for them not to be the top of their 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 conference and one of the top dogs in the of college football. But instead, they're a middle of they're of a middle of a pack sub five hundred program like Pitt is. Because if you look at us, you know our resources, money, and what's what not, you get what you paid for. So we really can't nab really good recruiting classes. We pretty much have to take chances on guys, and of course, some guys we have to develop. So, I really wouldn't lose too much sleep of what Herb Street said. I mean, when you, um, like I said, like I said, 
when you know when you get your ass handed to fifty-one six in your own backyard by your hated rival, people are gonna take jabs at your program, and that's you know, and that's nothing new with us. It's not the first time someone's jabbed at us. So, oh well, business as usual. Just keep moving on, guys. Don't even worry about it. But speaking of that, obviously there's been some, uh, you know, there's been some Penn State fans that they're reminding me that the, that Kent State uh, scored more points, and I just replied back saying I appreciate the update. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to go into a little freaking banter on Twitter. I mean, that day itself, when the guy said it, I mean, I just. I retweeted it, said appreciate the update, and of course moved on because you know I had to take my kids to get their haircuts. I had to get barbecue. I want some beer. I could care less about pissing with Penn State trolls on a Saturday. I'll let somebody else do that. Do that for me. So that's that. Speaking of the Big Ten, though. I guess one Southern Conference you know, had a bad bad weekend. Obviously, it was Wisconsin, you know, getting jabbed. Uh, let's see, Northwestern. They had a big league as Akron, and Akron came back and beat them in the second half. And what's what was bad was Akron tried to run the ball up, run the clock out, and they threw a pass and fell incomplete with two seconds left. I'm not sure they were they were trying to throw it out bounds or something like that. I don't know what the hell they were doing. I'm not sure how much time was left. Personally, I would have thrown up a, just a hell Mary, a hell Mary, throw up a big, you know, throw up a long bomb, throw it high up in the air, and just you know, let the let the time run out. But obviously, this this didn't happen here, and but uh, you know, still Akron survived. Good for them, and you had a. Rutgers. Rutgers lost to Kansas. And, um... They didn't just lose to Kansas. They got their asses beat by Kansas. That's how bad that was. So, this may not be your, um... Kansas football team we know and love for a while, for, you know, for not for long. They haven't really been the same since Mangino was fired. They hired Turner Gill, and of course, at the time, Turner Gill seemed like a good hire because he did some good things with Buffalo in the MAC. And it just was a steady downhill, downhill decline for them. And of course, Maryland had unfortunate loss as well. I mean, there was obviously a lot, lot more that happened in the Big Ten, but Jesus. But we got more interesting things to cover. Syracuse beat the crap out of Florida State, and Lily Taggart obviously is a. Uh, Lily Taggart's a dead man walking right now. Because Florida State doesn't put up with this crap. I mean, their alums sure as hell don't. 
I mean, these are the same guys that were trying to move Florida State to the Big 12 because they thought they weren't getting, they weren't getting their, their due in the, in the ACC. And who knows? They probably still want to move to the Big 12, knowing them. When it's not really that, that good of a deal. Personally, with Florida State, it's you got to be SEC or bust. That's all that is. Because Big 12 is really just a lateral move. But yeah, that's a big mess. Syracuse beat the crap out of them. and Yeah, things are pretty bad in the, in the Taggart era. I mean, they were showing film, clips of uh, Florida State's offensive line, linemen, I guess, looking really slow and really freaking immobile. So I have no idea what's going on with, with, with that group. Anyways, guys, more to talk about. We're at the 20-minute mark, and uh, I guess, really, you know, I guess that pretty much sums up college football, you know, the weekend in general. You know, not really much else to, uh, well, not really much else to go on as far as, you know, the games, games, of, games that were played. Now we get to the NFL, and you know, and I were just this was another wacky weekend. And the Steelers got beat by the Chiefs, and it, you know, this, it you know the score doesn't do it justice because Pat Mahomes pretty much passed all over the Steelers defense. Antonio Brown threw a tantrum at the end, and suppose he left. I mean, the Steelers obviously are a mess right now from top to bottom. And I think the red flag, obviously, was was tied with Cleveland. They blew a 14-point lead. And you really can't blame James Conner for any of this. And I'm sure everybody's going to blame him for it because Le'Veon Bell's out. It's not James Conner's fault. He can't, He's actually come to play. The problem here was the defense. Although they felt, although the offense didn't do any, didn't do themselves any justice either early in the game, falling down as big as they did. But they rallied back. It's just that defense; they can't stop anybody. You know, Keith Butler's been obviously a disappointment because we figured it was time to get rid of Dick LeBeau because you know it was the beginning of the end for LeBeau. He was we kept him for too long. We replaced on Butler, and it's been a disaster. Let's not forget that Tom Tom Bradley is the secondary coach. But the thing about the Steelers' defense is, especially in a three-four, they're three-four. It's always been very reliant on the pass rush. In other words, for that defense to be really effective, especially with the zone blitzes. They have to have a pass rush. They got to have some pressure on a quarterback to re- you know for it to be effective. And if you can't do that, then pretty much your your uh, your secondary becomes sitting ducks back there, and that's what you know, and pretty much you get picked apart. And Pat Mahomes, I guess he had more touchdown passes than the incompletions. I mean, that's that, that's a big red flag there, really bad. 
So they got Tampa Bay next weekend, and Ryan, Pitt, Ryan Fitzpatrick's who had has been having himself a hell of a time with Jameis Winston being suspended. And the argument is, is whether or not you go back to Winston after after how Fitzpatrick performs, but. If you've if you've seen the history of Ryan Fitzpatrick, he will do this for a while. Like he'll you know, for a few games, he'll blow it up, but then he'll have some really bad games. And I mean, the guy is just a sub five hundred quarterback. I mean, there's not much more to him. You're gonna get you're gonna get eight and eight, nine and seven with Ryan Fitzpatrick at best. Sometimes ten and six, which is what the Jets had one one year, and they missed the playoffs still. But. The guy just is what he is. And Jameis, he was slowly, you know, making, you know, he was slowly making his way into the league, doing some things. But the problem with him is he can't keep seem to keep himself out of out of harm's way. You know, he had the he had the, he had the whole thing in you know college with the rape thing. Then, um, you know, he's, then he's still in crowd legs at Publix. But you know, shoplifting is shoplifting. You know, people do it, but yeah, I mean, if you're a college athlete, it's the last thing you want to do because then, you know, in some instances, you're going to have a hard time finding yourself, you know, playing time. But with him, he was a really good quarterback, and so it didn't really matter much. But then, the, the you know, the, the, now you have the thing with the Uber driver and. Whatever it is, you hope he figures it out. We'll see. And this lady behind me just nearly rear-ended, rear-ended me in this rear-ended me here. I think I'm probably going to have to change lanes because, you know what, I can't deal with somebody who freaking is pulling up on my ass like this. I just bought this car, too, and she's driving an old-ass Nissan. It's always the people with the old ass cars that do this stuff. Oh well. It happens, guys. But anyways, rest of the weekend. I watched the Cowboys and you know Giants play and I figured the Giants would take care of business. But uh Dak had himself a you know a somewhat subpar game and they still managed to win because the Giants sucked worse than they did. And then um, the Jacksonville Jaguars took care of business against New England. But the thing about it is it's great, but it's regular. I mean, it's a regular season win for them. It's a big win, but it's regular season. And playoffs, you know, New England now has now has film on them. So I'm sure, that, you know, they'll take, you know, they'll, they'll take what they can get and by playoff time, they'll, they'll, they'll figure out Jacksonville, and that's what the, that's what they always do is they get they'll lose to you, and then they'll now they got the film on you, they'll they'll tweak it. That's just how New England works. I mean, we've seen that before with them with, you know, when the Steelers play them. You know, especially that, especially the uh, Big Ben's rookie year when he um, they when they beat New England pretty good. But by that time, I mean, when, the, when the playoffs came, we were we were expecting the Steelers to win. But by that time, New England had had enough game film on Roethlisberger where they can you know, game plan for him, and that's what they did pretty much. And 
Well, there you go. You know, we also we had another tie. We had Green Bay and uh, Minnesota tying, and I'm starting to hate ties in the NFL. I mean, they're just uh, let them play to you know let them let let, let, let you know play until someone scores, or you know better yet, play your 15 minute overtime if nobody scores. Do like in soccer, do the free kicks. Have these field goal kickers line up. At each opposite end, and let them kick field goals. And you know, the first part, you know, let them kick, you know, f- let them kick five, and you know, of course, move the ball certain places. And whoever makes the most wins, I say, do it that way. Do free kicks. Now, I'm surprised we haven't we haven't resorted to that yet, with the whole player safety, with the whole. Players getting hit in player safety crap, which I'm sure it'll happen soon. Thank God. But anyways, guys, I've done enough rambling for today. I'm hitting almost 30 minutes right now, and I think I've talked enough NFL. Yeah... Well, oh well, guys. I'm gonna let you guys have the rest of your day back, rest of your week. But I'll talk to you probably Thursday when we want to talk Pitt, North Carolina, and figure that one out. Anyways, guys, hell to Pitt. Talk to you later.